Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, one of my favorite chapters in God's Word. Amazing stuff here. Verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, Rejoice. So we rejoice and then we rejoice, right? You make sure that your joy is in the Lord. And you know, as we think about everything that Jesus, and I think when we think about, you know, Jesus said, Rejoice, your names are in the book of life. Remember when he said that? Don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is in the book of life. And if anybody should get up every single morning and open their eyes, and realize their sinful flesh has been forgiven by Jesus Christ because he died on the cross in their place and that he rose from the grave and that he took that pen and wrote in his own blood their name in the book of life. And we should wake up and say, Whoa! I'm alive and Jesus loves me and I'm written in the book of life and I have nothing to be down about. And like people should be coming up to us on the street saying, Why are you so happy? How come you have so much joy? Oh, let me tell you. My name's in the book of life. I have the joy of the Lord because my name's written in the book of life. And so Paul's trying to remind us of that, that you guys have nothing to be down about. Yeah, life circumstances. Yeah, the financial thing. Oh, and the diagnosis, all that stuff. But at the end of the day... Nothing is going to change the fact that my name is written in the book of life. And so if people are mad at me or, you know, things aren't going my way or if I'm in some sort of trouble, you know, at the end of the day, my name is written in the book of life. And I can rejoice in that fact. Now, I know real life is that we don't always. And we need to be reminded, don't we? We need to be reminded. That's why Paul says joy and rejoice and have joy in the Lord and all these things in Philippians because he needs to constantly remind us that this is where we need to live. But Paul doesn't just go there. He'll actually bring some real solutions, some real practical things that we're going to look at at the end of this. But before he does that in verse 5, he says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. I had to look up this word gentleness because it didn't really seem to fit the context. You know, just be a really gentle person. And so when I looked it up, I I found actually that the ESV translates this reasonableness. It can mean patience with one another. It's always related to your behavior towards another person. Gentleness towards people. Moderate temper. And you'll notice in the King James, I think it says your moderation. Let your moderation be known to all. We think, oh, well, you know, don't eat too much. Don't drink too much. Don't, you know. But that's not what he's saying. He's talking about being a reasonable person. Reasonable in relation to the relationships that you have that you should be. And this is another word that was in its definition was considerate. He's saying, don't be known as unreasonable, stubborn, or abrasive. These are the antonyms to this word. You know, unbending, unreasonable, abrasive. Nobody responds well to that. And so he's saying, 
let your moderation, let your reasonableness, that you're willing to listen, you're willing to hear the other person's argument, that you want to make amends, that you want to understand. And he gives us a reason why we should let our reasonableness, our gentleness be known to all. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. Some translations put it this way, the Lord is coming soon. And I don't know about you, but there is one thing about the Bible and my study of the Bible that seems to be an overarching theme that helps me as a believer to live a holy and godly life. And that is the teaching that Jesus said, watch, I come quickly. On an hour you do not expect, I am coming. Keep watching, be ready. And if you hold an eschatology, which means the study of the end times, to where you say, well, no, the Lord can't come right now because if there's a, a that in your end time scenario, remember Jesus warned us about those people, the people who say the Lord tarries, lest they get lax in their Christianity and they eat and drink with the drunkards and beat their fellow Christians. He says, no, watch and be ready. I come at an hour you do not expect. And if we really believe that, that Jesus could come at any moment, that like, like right, right now. Okay, no, right now. Okay, darn. But he could come literally at any second. It changes the way we live. I don't know about you, but when I was first a Christian, there was a time when I backslid a little bit. I thought, well, you know, I got to be cool or relevant or something. And I was dumb and young and didn't know the scriptures. And I remember I was with some friends and they were drinking. I thought, well, I don't want to be uncool. I want to be able to be open and share the gospels. And so I started to drink with them. And all I could think about the whole time was, oh, I hope the Lord doesn't come back right now. I hope the Lord. He <laughs> wasn't like, oh, I'm being cool. You know, hey, yeah, I can drink one. You know, I'm like, oh, I hope the Lord doesn't come back. And that's all I could think about. I'm like, that's stupid. Why am I doing Thank you, Jesus, for not coming back then, right? We don't want to live like that. And it is a motivator for me to say, you know what? The Lord could come back at any minute. I don't want to be caught doing something stupid. I want to be busy serving him. And of course, his love is a bigger motivator than that. But when I'm not thinking about his love, then at least that's there. The Lord is at hand. And now Paul gets very practical on how to deal with those things that are troubling us. Now, it can be the person who doesn't like you, the person who's angry with you. You're like, oh, I can't, you know, that person's upset with me, whatever it might be. But other stressors in life, the financial issues, the health issues, the relationship issues, just the daily depression I wake up with. I don't even understand why I feel depressed, you know. And so how do I deal with those things? And he gives us probably the most practical thing we could possibly imagine here in Philippians 4, 6. And it says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, this is one of my favorite verses. It's one of my life verses. In fact, you've heard me say, when in a fix, Philippians 4, 6, right? Whenever you find yourself in trouble, whenever you get the bad news, whenever you wake up, you don't feel great, anxiety is overtaking you or fear is overtaking you or depression is overtaking you, when in a fix, Philippians 4, 6. And Philippians 4 has some of the most practical insights into Christian living, and this is one of my favorites. When you find yourself worried, 
immediately give it to God through prayer. He's the only one who knows what to do. So lay the situation at his feet. Uh, wait a minute, Pastor Mike. Worry is an amazing thing. I love worrying. I was watching an Alaska show the other day, Life Below Zero or something like that. It just was on I just in the room. So I was listening to this guy. He's like, you got to stay worried. That keeps you alive. <laughs> like, yeah, until it kills you. <laughs> or like the church bulletin says, don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. <laughs> oh, there's that. But worry, you know, worry can work, right? I mean, I, I worry about things and 99% of the things that I worry about don't happen, so it must be working. Yeah, no, no. Worry about nothing. Worry is something that kills you. Do you realize that worrying actually destroys your body? You know, being in a constant state of anxiety, just like bitterness or something like that, it actually causes ulcers, it causes all kinds of problems physiologically within your body and also mentally. So when we find ourselves worried, we immediately give it to God through prayer and ask for supply. That's what the word supplication means. It's to pray for God's supply, whatever it might be. Maybe you don't know what to do. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all men liberally and without reproach. But let him ask in faith with nothing doubting. For a man who doubts is like a wave tossed in to and fro. Don't let that man accept, believe he will receive anything from the Lord. And so there, there is, there's a condition to it. So we have to believe by faith and ask for his wisdom. Maybe you don't have enough. We're going to see later in this chapter, my God will supply all of my needs through his riches in Christ Jesus. Lord, this is where I'm at. I don't have enough. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough food. You realize this is what happened. We had our women's tea. I mean, we'll talk about joy. I, would, I was just thinking about that, you know, walking in. Of course, it was about joy. The whole women's thing was. And I walk in this room and it was ridiculous in here. I mean, we had, we, okay, so they over-registered, I think it was 86 ladies that they registered because we figured this is how many tables we have and chairs and stuff. And people kept coming. Like, people were registering at the door. I'm here to register. Oh, okay, I guess we'll fit you in, you know. And, and we had over 100 and something ladies in this room. It was ridiculous. I mean, I came in here and it was just nothing but wall-to-wall girl. And joy, I mean, talk about joy. And the ladies who were in charge, it was like the Lord just gave them a spirit of peace or something. I mean, they were maybe a little anxious at first, but they just, just kind of like, okay, let's go with it, you know. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.